Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MetBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we covered the topic of Montasia fracture, found under the orthopedic section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 35-year-old man presents to the emergency room for severe right elbow and forearm pain after sustaining a blunt injury to his right arm. On exam, the affected arm is swollen and tender around his elbow. Radiographs demonstrate a displaced fracture of the proximal ulnar diaphysis and radial head dislocation. Let's continue with an introduction to Montasia fractures. Clinically, this is defined as a traumatic injury to the elbow and forearm, characterized by the presence of two bony injuries. There's a diaphyseal fracture of the proximal third of the ulna and a radial head dislocation. In terms of the prognosis, unfavorable factors include a delayed diagnosis. Remember that radial head dislocation can be missed on the initial radiographs. In terms of the epidemiology, this is less common than other types of serious elbow injuries in children, such as supracondylar fractures, radial head subluxation, and lateral condylar fractures. Demographically, this is more common in children than in adults. The peak age range is between 4 to 10 years of age. In terms of the etiology, this is typically due to a traumatic injury, such as a fall on an outstretched hand or a direct blow to the ulna. In terms of the normal anatomy, remember that the forearm consists of two bones, the radius and the ulna. The elbow consists of three joints, the radiocapitellar joint, the ulnohumeral joint, and the proximal radial ulnar joint. In terms of the fracture mechanics, a fall on an outstretched hand or traumatic blow leads to proximal ulnar diaphyseal fracture and radial head dislocation. The annular ligament may become interposed in the radiocapitellar joint, preventing reduction of the dislocated radial head. Conditions that are associated include that this may occur with other traumatic injuries to the elbow and forearm, including distal radius fracture, olecranon fracture, radial head fracture, and coronoid process fracture. Moving on to the presentation. Symptoms will include elbow pain and swelling. On exam, one may note tenderness to palpation along the elbow, decreased elbow range of motion due to pain, and a radial head may be palpable if it is significantly dislocated. In terms of further imaging, radiography is indicated if there is any suspicion for fracture. Specific findings include proximal ulnar shaft fracture with a radial head dislocation. Remember that the ulna fracture will be easily visible in most cases, but the radial head dislocation can be missed. With regards to the differential, make sure to think about a Galeazzi fracture, with distinguishing factors being that the radiographs will demonstrate radial diaphyseal fracture and distal radial ulnar joint dislocation, and the patient generally will have pain localized to the wrist instead of the elbow. Also think about a supracondylar fracture. With distinguishing factors being that the radiographs will demonstrate evidence of a fracture with a fracture line or enlarged fat pad along the supracondylar humerus without evidence of radial head dislocation. With regards to treatment, conservative options include a closed reduction with or without intramedullary fixation and casting. This is indicated in some fractures in children. Operative options include open reduction and internal fixation. This is used in all adult fractures and more severe pediatric fractures. And lastly, Complications related to Montasia fractures include a posterior interosseous nerve palsy. Remember that generally a neuropraxia is caused by the anterior displacement of the radial head.
but spontaneous recovery is expected. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to Montasia fracture, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 45-year-old male falls off his motorcycle and injures his arm. AP and lateral radiographs reveal a proximal ulnar shaft fracture with 30 degrees of apex anterior and a radial head dislocation. Which direction is the radial head most likely dislocated? And the answer choices are choice 1, lateral, choice 2, posterior, choice 3, posterolateral, choice 4, anterior, or choice 5, anteromedial. The best answer to this question is choice 4, anterior. A Montasia fracture with apex anterior ulnar shaft fracture is associated with an anterior radial head dislocation. But Doe initially described and classified these injuries. The most common injury pattern in children is an extension or type 1 with anterior radial head dislocation and apex anterior ulnar shaft fracture, whereas the type 2 variety is more common in adults. The apex of the ulna fracture determines the direction of the radial head subluxation or dislocation. Adults typically require ORIF of the ulna. These fractures in children are often treated non-operatively with closed reduction if the ulna fracture is transverse and is stable, but they may also require pinning if the fracture is oblique and unstable. That's all for this review about Montasia fracture. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, We'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.